The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. And Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook app. We love DraftKings. We love their Sportsbook app. We love each and every one of you. Before I forget, Merry Christmas to all of you. We will have a show next week. Happy New Year. All that stuff, though, uh, we really try to do well for you guys. We're not dummies. If we do well, then you guys will keep listening or you'll tell other people to listen. And uh, that's the way we get more listeners and get more dollars for the advertising. So we do everything we can to give you guys winners. I am not having a great year so far. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, the former NFL offensive lineman, who truth be told has had a good five-year run here, but not great this year. He is seemingly always up. He is the only two-time winner of the Super Contest. His name is Steve Fezzik. At Fezzik Sports is the only place you can find him on social media. And I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. I know a lot of you like to watch the show on YouTube, which is really cool, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And Steve, there's just a lot to get to. I mean, obviously, we still have two games to be played tonight. Uh, So that affects a bunch of things. And I would have been up for this week, but my buddy, our buddy Grades, reminded me that as soon as the date was changed for the Raiders-Browns game that my bet on the Raiders was immediately null, correct? No. Depends upon the book rules. And I would argue, since we are sponsored by DraftKings, and DraftKings rule is as long as the game gets played during the week, you have action, I think that should be the tiebreaker. It's about 50-50, the books that void it and the books that say you have action. Well, without any question, DraftKings should be the tiebreaker. And DraftKings says that if they play it within a week, meaning like Sunday's the end of the week or within seven days of when it was supposed to be? I don't know if it's within seven days or within four days, but I know that every game has action at DraftKings. 
Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, good to know then that I was up two units for the week. My other question, Steve, and I'll just get out of the way now. What what advice do you have for people in terms of how to bet now with the new COVID rules and a lot more guys testing positive and not knowing who's going to play or not? And we still don't know as we record this at 2 p.m. Eastern who's playing for Washington and the Rams tonight necessarily. What is your sort of COVID recommendation? Follow beat writers and NFL media guys on Twitter. And as soon as they tweet relevant information, bet accordingly. My buddy, the hitman, a true NFL pro better, got the Raiders plus six and a half, was the first one, one of the first ones to get the news in terms of the Cleveland COVID outbreak. And obviously it got a, a whole lot worse, but um, get in front of it, be the first one to bet before it gets reported and the lines move dramatically. So I have one other question or maybe a suggestion. It feels like when a couple guys test positive that you're going to have more the next day and the next day after that. Now, it does seem like maybe that's going to change with the new testing policy. And also, you can get some of those guys back. But one of my instincts has been, hey, if there's a guy or two that test positive, it probably not going to be the other one, the only one. So go ahead and and take the other side. Although now those other guys don't necessarily even have to get tested. I do think it's a good free roll that the dominoes tend to fall once one guy's out, and then all the other guys at at the least are going to be close contacts. They're going to be out of practice, disrupts the preparation all week long. But you nailed it. Someone in the NFL has actually figured this out and said, you know what? We've got all these protocols like this thing was going to kill everybody. Um, In retrospect, you know, one negative test, that seems sufficient to me. Why do we have to have back-to-back negative tests on back-to-back days? If you're worried about a false negative, we have two tests within an hour. If a dude tests negative, he should be able to play. Let's get into last week, Steve. Uh, It was another really good week for you, and evidently, a, a good week for me as well, or at least up two units. You were up 10 units for the week. I was up to the gosh darn Patriots. We'll get to that momentarily. Let's start with Chargers and Chiefs. This was a tough one, Steve. You just leaned to the Chargers. I had the Chargers for two units, getting three points. They're leading 28-21, Steve, with two minutes left. And I'm sitting there thinking, the only way I lose this bet is Mahomes goes down, gets a touchdown. Herbert can't get a field goal. It goes to overtime. And then the Chiefs score a touchdown. Which, of course, Steve, is exactly what happened. Very frustrating. Betting is hard. And it left you saying, what did I do to deserve this? And you probably blamed McVay. I got to tell you, I've been on a twi- Twitter rant on this whole field goal. Three points, good. Seven points, bad. Like Animal Farm. Um, somehow, six years ago, every, every shark that I know, every pro gambler, except one, but he used to be a kicker in college, so he gets excluded. 
We all knew you kick field goals, you lose. That's the path to losing in the NFL, settling for, for field goals on fourth and one and two. And yet somehow, now that the totals are 45, they're higher, it's easier to score. You've got this fake media experts like abounding that are all talking about what's wrong with taking three points. Ross, everything is wrong with it. Think about this. You're on the one-yard line. It's fourth and one in the first quarter. If you kick a field goal, you're not getting three points. No, why? Because you could take a knee and you're already getting 1.25 points in field position, sticking the other team on the one. So the field goal is really only worth less than two points at that point, and the touchdowns were six. So you only have to make it one-third of the time. Guess what? If the most god-awful worst team in the NFL is playing the San Francisco 49ers of 1988, they would still score one-third of the time. It is always right, fourth and goal from the one, to go for it, unless there's 10 seconds left of the game. Well, what about end of half when you don't get the benefit of the field position? Excellent question. So now the math gets much more complicated. Follow if you can. Seven times a half is three and a half. You make it half the time. Two-point conversion, you make half the time. In the Charger game, they're actually on the one and a half. Uh, three three is less than three and a half. You go for it because three and a half is bigger than three. It's not a little bit bigger. It's a lot bigger. It's a half point bigger. Okay. I read somewhere that this year, 92% of extra points have been made. And it's like 50.4% of two point conversions have been made. So by your math, are you suggesting every team should go for two every time? That's a great question. Now we can have a great discussion. Now here's because the, the expected with- value of that is sure. 1.002 or whatever. Meanwhile, the extra point expected value is 0.92. Yes. So I would say in the first half, yes. But here's the problem. Let's say we're late in the third quarter and it's 14 all and I score. If I go for two and I get it, I go up eight. But you can just counterbalance that and go for two back. If I miss, now you can kick your extra point and you go up one. So the game theory gets messy in that even though the expectation's higher to go for two, you wind up with more one point losses if you're not careful. So it's complicated. Love these questions, by the way. Absolutely love discussing this stuff. Love those people that overcome the odds, rewrite the playbook, deliver under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, it's a network working for everyone. All right, let's see what was working for us last week, Steve, as we continue on. Raiders-Browns was supposed to be the next game. I was there last night. I took the Raiders getting three. They win the game by two, 16-14. Because of DraftKings house rules, that's a win for me. So grades, make sure when you regrade us, make sure you grade me at plus two for that. Then one of my heartbreaks, Steve, Patriots-Colts. They were in three of my teasers. I teased them up to eight and a half. They're down by three. First of all, I didn't love Belichick kicking the field goal. That's a whole other situation. They're down by three, and they let Jonathan Taylor go for a 67-yard run. 
Should he have gone down, Steve, at the one-yard line? Yes, because that clinches the win. You can just take a knee and you win 100% of the time instead of 99.6% or whatever it is. But you know what? Uh, you you would have to have told him before the play for him to do that. So with such a long run, it makes sense that he didn't. Plus, fantasy football playoffs are here, and everyone loves Jonathan Taylor, and he scores a touchdown a game. So he had dude had to eat and get his touchdown. You're right about Belichick. I'll say it. Belichick has slipped. Ernie Adams, correct me if I'm wrong, is no longer there. I am convinced Belichick is not the one that actually made the decision-making. All these guys can talk about how he's, he's, he's the genius. And like He's the genius because he hired people who are geniuses. Very good trait. But he has made significant errors. End of the first half with the win against Buffalo. Didn't try to score. That was a, that was a pretty big error. And kicking the field goal down 13, that was horrendous. That was a really poor decision in terms of trying to win the game. Uh, Belichick has slipped, and I believe it's because the people reporting to him have taken a step back. Interesting, because I absolutely believe that Ernie Adams was the guy that was in charge of those type of things. Um, No doubt in my mind, Steve, that that was – you know, that was his function there. Uh, so anyway, I lost six units, three teasers, Patriots Steelers, Patriots Dolphins, Patriots Bengals, all because of Jonathan Taylor, killer. Then we get to Cowboys Giants. Giants were a best bet, Steve, for both of us. Two units getting 10 and a half. Cowboys offense still struggled. The Giants could only score six points. They were right there at the end of the game. I'm happy to say I didn't watch it, nor do I care to. They're bad. Giants, bad team. I mean, Glennon throws the interception in the end zone. Fromm gets him to the 10. He can't get it. It it just brutal. Same with the Panthers. You know, I I loved the Giants and the Panthers both getting 10 and a half. Neither covered. You leaned Panthers. I took them. That was two more units that I lost. Thankfully, after that, it was all good. Cardinals, Lions. It was a best bet for us, Steve. We loved the Lions getting 14. They win by 18. I mean, that's a 32-point, what do you call that? 32-point delta? 32-point what? Yeah, delta would be the word, and uh, it kind of shows you why teasing 13s down to 7s, probably not a good idea. A lot of volatility, especially in situations like that. Lions try hard every week. They got their win, and they had the one bat lemon game after the, the first win. So that was understandable. Got to like the Lions. Titans, Steelers. You and I both teased the Steelers from uh, plus two to plus eight. They win the game outright. Jets, Dolphins. You and I both teased the Dolphins down from minus eight and a half to minus two and a half. They win by seven. So that teaser leg hits as well. And then the last one that I'll just mention while we're doing this, Bengals Broncos. We both teased the Bengals up to plus eight and that hit. So that was six units. They reached two unit teasers six units we got that were best bets so that was awesome 
Why did you not go Patriots up to eight and a half with me? You knew the one leg that didn't hit. It's because the line was two, but I knew that the Sharps were all over Indianapolis and they'd been betting them. And I felt there was a chance that that line would go to three. And we've spoken about this. Teasing a three is no good, Ross. You need, need, need to be two. Now, as it turned out, this line didn't get past two. It stayed at two. If I would have known that, I would have joined you on those losers. So I was just lucky. You not only teased the Bengals, you also took them getting the two for two units. And they won 15 to 10. That's actually a question I have for you for week 16. Talk to me about both betting the spread and teasing. In general, if the line is two, I'm always going to prefer the teaser, the one teaser through the three and seven. I can tell you it's so rare anymore, Ross. I never bet plus two. It's always in teasers. And if a favorite is an eight-point favorite on a teaser like Miami, I never lay eight. I always tease it down to the two or the two and a half. So that's just a mathematically superior bet. Right, but you took the Bengals plus two last week. I was making a statement because the Bengals on the look-ahead line were a three-point favorite. Think about this. Nothing tap changed that really should have changed our power ratings significantly. The Bengals lost a war against the Niners in overtime. And suddenly the Bengals went from minus three to plus two. And I kept, I kept hearing sharp money on Denver. Bullshit. Money on Denver. Not sharp money, money. If anyone who bet Denver minus two and two and a half and, and, and brags about the closing line value, you no, you could have had Denver plus three. You had all week, the week before, to play Denver plus three. Playing Denver minus two when you could have gotten three, that is not sharp. Texans-Jags was another best bet for us. We both like the Texans. This is before the Urban Meyer news, by the way. Uh, we were getting three and a half. They won the game by 14, although I know the Urban Meyer firing concerned you. Yeah, by the time that news came out at three and a half, I would have bet Jacksonville minus three and a half. I completely changed my my opinion on the game Wednesday at midnight. Um, so I got lucky that I gave this out early in the day. But however, having said that, I am convinced if Urban Meyer had not been fired, Houston would have destroyed Jacksonville. The fact that Houston was able to beat them even with Jacksonville jacked up spoke volumes to me. Washington and the Eagles play tonight. We Neither one of us had a play on it. Seattle and the Rams play tonight. Neither one of us had a play on it. Falcons, Niners, we both leaned to the Falcons. Uh, Packers, Ravens. I leaned Packers. Ravens impressed me, uh, even though they lost. And then Vikings, Bears. The uh, We both leaned Bears, and they just could not score. So, for the week, I am up two units. You were up ten units. For the year, I am now dead even. I am back to zero. You are up 43 units, Steve. And how about our best bets last week? Five wins, one loss on our best bets. Very impressive. The Giants are the only loser. That makes us for the year on best bets, 28, 16, and 1, a 62% strike rate. Speaking, by the way, of strike rates, there's really no correlation between strike rates and me telling you about AutoZone. (laughs) 
But if I just talk about it like that, you'll think there is. So here's the deal. If you're more of a today person like me, you can order online at AutoZone.com and have free same-day store pickup. If you're more of a I don't want to go to the store person because I can't because I'm working all day like my wife, then you can get the next day delivery. You can even order as late as 10 p.m. and your package will arrive the next day right on time. I swear the delivery people like live at my house. I don't know what my wife orders, but she orders a lot of stuff. They've also got over 6,000 stores nationwide ready to help you at a moment's notice. So you got that going for you too, which is nice. Get in the zone, auto zone. Don't um, get I, stranded in Big Bear, California. Yeah. All right, Steve. Uh, we're not talking about tonight's games because we already talked about them last week. Let's talk about Thursday night football. It's the 49ers. Let me refresh my page because these always change. It is the 49ers laying three and a half against the Tennessee Titans. So I'm torn on this game because I'm pro Niners and I'm anti-Tennessee. Niners are a significantly better than average team and Tennessee's below average, but the memo's out, Ross. Look at the spread on this game. It's in Tennessee and the Niners are laying north of a field goal. Short week, got to travel all the way across the country. Lean Titans. I agree. That's where I'm at with it as well. Um, I, I think it's already sort of overpriced. Certainly, I think the Niners are the better team. I like them to win the game, but I'm not laying three and a half. I, I despise laying three and a half. All right, let's get to Christmas Saturday. We've got the Browns and the Packers. The Packers are currently laying seven and a half, Steve. Yeah, it's not going to be a happy Christmas for the Cleveland Browns. Unlike the Grinch that stole Christmas, I think the Browns fans are all going to go boo, hoo, hoo, because they're not going to the playoffs. I'm going to tease Green Bay. They're going to win the game. What am I going to tease them with? I'm going to do – I got three teams I want to tease this week. I'm going to tease the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to tease the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to tease the Denver Broncos. So one favorite and two underdogs – Three, two-team, six-point NFL teasers. So I'm going to tease the Packers as well, um, down to minus one and a half. I'm with you on Buffalo. I'm not sure about Denver. I need to talk to you about another game first before I know my other teaser legs, if I have them. But certainly Green Bay and Buffalo are amongst them. What about the Colts and the Cardinals? The Cardinals are laying a point, and the total is 50. Let me back you up. Is that a best bet then with the Buffalo-Green Bay teaser? Yes, yes. Thank you. Best bet, Bri. The best bet. Arizona, Indy. You know, I was thinking I was going to bet Indy in this game. No longer. Not after that emotional win for Indy and Arizona. Just when I have a good team in the NFL – that completely laid an egg. And as a former player, I want to ask you this, Ross. When you were on a playoff caliber team and you got beat in the game, you knew you should win, I would think the whole team would be focused the following week. Am I right? Yes, I would expect them to bounce back. We thought it was a bad spot for Arizona in Detroit. I think this is a good spot for Arizona in this game. You know, an hour ago, Steve, the line was one and a half. 
and I was going to tease the Colts up to seven and a half. Now it's one. All that matters is what the line is when we record. Now it's one. I think I'm not going to tease them up to seven because I, I wanted that hook. I wanted the seven and a half. Your thoughts? You can play a six and a half point teaser. You should never tease a one to seven. That's always wrong. Go ahead and tease it to the seven and a half and a six and a half point teaser. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't like doing that for the grade part of it. I'm just going to throw the Colts out. I don't feel great about them anyway. Um, all right. Bucks, Panthers. Now we get to the Sunday games. The Panthers are getting 10 and a half points against the Buccaneers. The total is only 44. Well, after watching the Saints game, it's very hard for me to recommend an investment on Tampa Bay, right? Let me do a correlated parlay. Let's assume that the Tampa playmakers, with them being out, the offense continues to struggle. Let's play a correlated parlay. Let's take plus 10 and a half, parlayed with under 44 for one unit. Interesting. Plus 10 and a half Carolina, under 44, one unit. Um, I got nothing on this game. I just have a lean to Carolina getting the 10 and a half, but their offense is tough to watch. And I would expect the Bucks to bounce back after that game. Last Ross, week. Let me ask you, Todd Rule, good coach. This is the second time this has happened this year. Kick The, the idiot kicker hurts himself in the pregame warmups. And now all of a sudden the team's scrambling. Hey, we're going to have open tryouts for a kicker. Shouldn't this be done during training camp? What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, they you don't spend time on that, but theoretically they should know who their emergency kicker is, just like they know who their emergency long snapper is. You know, what if your long snapper gets hurt in the game? Then one of the position players has to long snap. So they know who that is. They should know who their emergency kicker is. And they should also not have a kicker that gets hurt in warm-ups. Um, Chargers are laying nine at the Houston Texans, Steve. Yeah, the Texans, that was an impressive win. But whenever a bad team gets an impressive win, I expect them to lay an egg. You know, if you're looking for extra bonus action, I'll lean to the Chargers teasers down to two and a half in this game, but no official play. Yeah, they're laying nine right now. So um, I got nothing there. I would lean Houston the way they're playing as of late, the way Davis Mills is playing. But – there's a lot of numbers I just don't love this week. I don't love the nines. I don't, I don't love numbers like that. Bills, Patriots. The Bills are getting two and a half, and the total's 44. We already tease it up to eight and a half as a best bet. Anything else here, Steve? Just good team. You beat me in my crib. I return the favor. Hey, there was a 35-mile-an-hour wind, and the better coach has the advantage in that game. So I get it. New England outplayed Buffalo. I expect this is a coin flip game. If you're getting the points and certainly teasing it, the Bills are the right side. I am considering, Steve, I need your expertise, taking the Bills, getting the two and a half. We already have them teased. I think they're going to win the game. Is, the, is it kind of like what you did with the Bengals last week? Or is that something I should stay away from? I think the Bills, my gut says, win the game. I like it. Okay. I'm going to go Buffalo plus two and a half. And since I'm doing a two unit on the teaser, I'll just do one unit, one unit on the Bills plus two and a half. 
Let's talk Ravens Bengals. Some uncertainty right now about the Ravens quarterback, although I don't know if that matters the way Tyler Huntley's playing. Maybe they're better off with him. Bengals are laying two and a half, Steve. Total 44 and a half. You know, this Tyler Huntley was terrible. Wasn't he playing for the the Vikings for a while, if I recall correctly? No. No? No, you're, you're, you're confusing him with somebody else. He's He came into the league last year with that the would Ravens. Ex- that would explain it because this dude can play. Um, I've got nothing on this game. It's right where my power ratings make it. I pass. Boy, I, I, I like the Bengals in this game. It'll just be a lean because I, I, I don't like the uncertainty of not knowing who the quarterback will be for the Ravens. Um, and they've lost three close games in a row. It just feels like they're the type of team. You know what? I actually just talked myself into something. That's my third teaser leg right now. Ravens plus eight and a half. They're not, they're not getting blown out. Ravens never get blown out, no matter who the quarterback is. Uh, that's that's my third teaser leg so far is Baltimore plus eight and a half. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson or it's Tyler Huntley. So what about te- the lot? So you're gonna tease them in with Buffalo and you're gonna tease them with Green Bay, correct? Yes. Yep. Um, and then what about Steve, the lions getting five and a half against the Falcons total 42 and a half. So I'll lean to the Falcons. I don't want to, because I don't want to bet on the Falcons, but we saw Detroit come up empty after their first win. It might happen again. Lean Falcons. Yeah, I would lean Falcons as well. Probably just because the lions seem like they're poised for, but now we got Jared Goff on the COVID list, staying away from that one. Jags, Jets. Jets are laying two and a half, total 41 and a half. I'm waiting. I want three. The Jets are no better than the Jaguars, and the Jaguars just got embarrassed. And they're playing hard now that Urban Meyer's gone. So my buy price is three. Just a lean in this game. I'm not going to tease this game, though, because I do think Jaguar games are inherently volatile in terms of what might happen. Yeah, I would say for me, it's just a lean to the the Jaguars as well. Um, actually, I take that back. I would lean to the Jets to win the game, but I'm not going to lay the points. Let's go Rams-Vikings. Rams are laying three on the road against the Vikings, total of 49. You know, we haven't talked too much about the four teams. Obviously, the games that are going tonight. And by the way, I did tease both favorites tonight, the um, – teased the Rams, um, and I went ahead and teased the Eagles. But all these teams playing Tuesday, I really think they're up against it. It's Christmas week, and it's a short week. I wanted to ask you, I I really don't know, Ross. When you were playing in the NFL, was this a particularly challenging week when you've got to – obviously your wife's doing most of it, but she works, and trying to get everything ready for Christmas and getting ready for a game? And how would only having five days to prepare for a game – make this really, really difficult Christmas week? So, you know, when I was playing, um, I didn't get married until my fifth year. And I all my starts were my second, third, and fourth year. And I think my wife was my girlfriend at the time. And I think she went to her parents. Christmas really was not a unique week for me. So I'm the wrong one to ask. I think my mom came up one time, but... 
I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that. Um, but I would, I am curious as to what that means in your mind then, although the Vikings played Monday night as well, getting three against the Rams. Right. I, I'm not betting any of these teams that have to play tonight. The, I'm none of the Tuesday teams, so there's no way I'm betting Rams. I'll lean Vikings. I would lean Vikings as well. I think that's a really, a, a really good point. Um, I'd also say that if you're looking for another place for picks, PicksWise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So Giants, Eagles. Giants are laying 10. I'm sorry. Eagles are laying 10. Big number. Any chance you take the Giants? Total of 42? I'll lean to the Giants. You know, they were right there against the Cowboys. They were really close. I just can't pull the trigger on this Giants team. Going back to the PicksWise, I'll share with the listeners. This might be helpful for them. I always like, I like hearing who everybody likes. So every day, even like here's a college basketball sheet. I just color code it. Can't really see my chicken scratch, but I have different markers. So if Ross Tucker likes something, that would be like purple. And someone else likes a game, that would be red. And I look for consensus plays and the like. And so I color code my accounts to look for strong consensus plays where everyone I respect is on the same side, especially in sports. I don't actively handicap, just works for me. Wow. Interesting. I like that. Um, all right. Bears. I, I would lean to the Giants as well. Bears are getting seven points against the Seahawks. Total of 44. Yeah. So Bears, um, short week. Seahawks, very short week. I don't know what the Bears mindset is that they might pack it in for the holidays here, I'll, but I'll pass the game. That's a pass for me as well. I don't even have a lean. As for Broncos Raiders, the Broncos are getting a point and a half. Totals 42 and a half. You already said you're teasing the Broncos up to seven and a half. Sounds like Drew Locke gets the start. That's the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause. I know it's a short week for the Raiders, but Drew Locke did not look good on Sunday. Now, it might be a little different, Steve, with him getting all the reps this week and being ready to go and knowing the opportunity he has. And remember, this is back to my theme. The Raiders won in Denver. The Raiders are no better than Denver. The Raiders are kind of a train wreck right now. I would argue that that win the Raiders got was all about Cleveland and, and Nick Mullen struggling. And the Broncos are the better team. How the Broncos – think about this, Ross. The Broncos were just laying three at home against the Bengals. The Bengals are good. Now the Broncos are getting points against the Raiders. The Raiders are bad. The Broncos win this game. Take the points. Steelers, Chiefs. Steelers are getting nine and a half. The total is 47, Steve. They're not going to play. be playing Renegade at the end of the third quarter to fire up the team. I love that song. Fire up the Steelers. Kansas City is going to win this game. So if you're looking for extra action, I know it's it's expensive, but at nine and a half, you can play a seven-point teaser with Kansas City. 
And if you had to bet it, I would lean Kansas City. I think they smoke a Steeler team that's no good at all, even though they're in playoff contention. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I would just lean Pittsburgh there, uh, getting nine and a half. Although this does feel like the potential for a blowout. Sunday night football. It's the Cowboys hosting the Washington football team. Washington football team is getting 10 and a half, totals 47 and a half. Remember in Rocky three when Rocky's beating up all these uh, hand-picked fighters and people are just shaking their head like, he's no good right now. That's what the Dallas Cowboys are. Hand-picked, they go ahead and get all these bad teams, don't play well, still win. And you know what? It's probably going to happen again against the, the depleted Washington football team off five days rest. We will watch Rocky, in this case Dallas, get pounded soon enough, but not this game. We pass. Two units on Washington. Uh, they're going to get a lot of guys back, I would imagine, for that game. And Dallas can't score. And I think Washington gets the reinforcements back. Uh, and I think they play much better. I like two units on the football team getting the 10 and a half as Dallas's offense continues to struggle. And then Monday night football, right now the Dolphins are getting three points against the Saints who are hosting. Total is only 39 and a half. So I bet this on the look ahead last week. I gave it out to my clients. I bet the Dolphins three and a half, Ross. And then the Saints play the game of the year their defense does against Tampa. So I loved Miami last week, and I was getting three and a half. It's hard for me to endorse them getting only three now that the Saints are much better than we thought. But I'll still lean to Miami. Yeah, I'm going to take Miami. I, I like what I've seen from them. Um, and I, the Saints just seem to have the Bucks number for whatever reason. doesn't feel like that materializes in other games. So I wish it was three and a half, but I'll take the three, two units, the Miami Dolphins. Oh, That'll do it for this Miami week here Dolphins. on the Even Money Podcast. Weird week. We'll be back next week, of course. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 